and scatter the good seed on the land. But it is fed and watered by God's almighty hand. He sends the snow in winter, the warmth to swell the grain, the breezes and the sunshine, the soft, refreshing rain. All good gifts around us are sent from heaven above. And thank the Lord, oh thank the Lord for all His When uh, Molly came and asked me, she said, do you have any youth that will sing on a, on a Sunday morning? And I said, well, maybe two of them will. And then look how many came to sing. How awesome is that? So don't we love the youth of our church? They're absolutely amazing. Amazing. And thanks to Molly for getting the kids to sing. How awesome is that? So, um, and if any of you can dance like that, let me know. Uh, in the early service... Um, Mark Casey and Michael McKibben actually got up and did that dance at the end. I'm just kidding. <laughs> so the, the children are welcome to go to kids' church if they would like to go to kids' church at this time. I forgot to release you all earlier. Um, so I asked you this morning, have any of you seen the musical Godspell? Okay, some of you have, some of you have. How about the movie from 1973? That's what I was, I was familiar with that too. So... Uh, I really started watching a lot of theater a couple of years ago because my daughter got into theater. So I've seen Godspell now several times as I've seen uh, different high schools perform this. I've seen a grown-up version, and I've actually seen the movie too. So it's pretty great. Um, and our scripture this morning goes right along with that same theme. Our scripture today is Psalm 100 from the NRSV version, and it says this, All lands summoned to praise God, a psalm of thanksgiving. Make a joyful noise to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come into his presence with singing. Know that the Lord is God. 
It is he that made us, and we are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. For the Lord is good, his steadfast love endures forever, and his faithfulness to all generations. The word of God for the people of God. Let's pray. Loving God, this morning, no matter what is going on in our lives, I pray that you will help us see areas of our lives that we can be thankful for. I pray that you will help uh, us to be, have thankful hearts throughout this Thanksgiving week, uh, and I pray that you will speak through this scripture and speak to our hearts this morning. We ask this in Jesus' name, amen. So even before the scripture starts, just the heading of the passage says, all lands summoned to praise the Lord. That's awesome, right? You could do a whole sermon just on all lands summoned to praise the Lord. Because I'm reminded it's not just for some people, it's for everybody, and it also means me. I'm summoned to praise the Lord. Because um, sometimes I'm not the, in the best attitude, but I am summoned to praise the Lord, right? And, it, and it's not just for United Methodists. It's not just for people that live in Gadsden, Alabama, or the United States. All lands are summoned to praise the Lord, right? Everybody's called to do that. And the psalmist gets it, right? Or he at least has to remind himself, all lands are summoned to praise God. I have to remind myself of that too, right? It's for all people. We want all people to feel welcomed, loved, and able to praise God with us, right? All around the world. And I feel like I repeat myself a lot in sermons because I often talk about that very point, that it's for all people. But sometimes we forget, right? And the way we act, the way, the way we, we welcome others in, we want to make sure it's for all people to make a joyful noise to God, right? Verse 1 said this, make a joyful noise. I don't know about you, and I said this earlier in the other service, Pastor Sam, I am awesome at complaining. I'm so good at it, but that's not a good quality to have. I shouldn't be good at complaining, but I am. Um, and I ask you, when you hear make a joyful noise, I am reminded that I need to every morning get up and think of the things that I am thankful for, right? When I think of what I'm thankful for by starting my day, uh, my whole day goes better. The way I treat others, the way I interact with people, my thoughts, my attitude throughout the whole day is better if I wake up thinking what I am thankful for instead of what I can complain about. It changes the way I feel, and I would even say when we are thankful, it changes our health right? Would you agree with that? It can even change our health when we are thankful. So make a joyful noise. Some days we come into worship, we come into the sanctuary with broken, heavy hearts, right? Where, where our, our week or our year has been so hard, we can't even utter a thank you to God. We're just coming in agony. If that's you, there's no judgment because we've all been to that place before, right? And, and we learn that in the Psalms. There's Psalms of pure agony, right? So, so if that's you and you're in that place, that's okay. God loves you and, and, and that's where you are today. But I'm pointing the finger at myself because I have no reason to not give thanks today. I have no reason to not give praise. I have no excuse that I can give. So are the noises that come out of my mouth a joyful noise, or are they grumbling? I asked the youth on Wednesday night to make a joyful noise, and they made the craziest sounds, right? But then I asked them the question, what does it look like to make a joyful noise? And, and, and they said things like this, just telling God what you're thankful for, that's a joyful noise. It's when we say something encouraging to other people. It's when we are kind to our parents and say thank you to them, right? So I learned so much from our youth group and the answers that they give. Uh, but I ask us, us today, what's a joyful noise you can make today or this week? Could it be just thanking God that we have air to breathe? Could it be thanking God that we have this beautiful sanctuary to worship in? Um, what is it that you can give thanks for? Make a joyful noise, all the earth. So this was a great song from Godspell this morning. But did you know that when the musical Godspell came out, it was very controversial? Did you know that? Uh, and some of the controversy surrounded around the fact that Jesus and the disciples, they, they, they kind of dressed like hippies because this was made in the 70s, right? So they, they, they look like hippies and they even have a little bit of clown makeup on as they tell these stories. Um, but I'm very familiar with people getting upset in Christian culture, right? I went to a very strict Christian elementary and high school, and they were offended by everything, always wanting to say, don't drink that product, don't buy this, don't go to Disney World, 
always something, right? So I really wanted to dig in. Why were people offended by Godspell in 1973? And I found this. It was because the way they made Jesus appear with the, with the uh, hippie uh, dress and the clown makeup, a little bit of that. And, and the reason why they did Jesus that way in this show was to show Jesus that he had a joyful, happy spirit, a spirit of praise, right? A spirit that was willing to have fun and hang out with the disciples. So for me, things like that are amazing. And I imagine what an eye-opener it was for so many people to see Jesus presented as having fun and telling these parables in a fun way to the disciples, right? Because I, I grew up with uh, hearing that Jesus was out to get me or Jesus was angry all the time. And then, and then you see something like this, and it's a totally eye-opener, a different thing, right, for a lot of people. So this song uh, in the movie of Godspell, um, you see Jesus and the disciples, they're happy and they're singing in Central Park in New York City. And this song is actually an Episcopal hymn. The words are from an Episcopal hymn. And then they, um, they use some 70s music, some James Taylor music to go with it. Um, so, so how awesome is that? I, I don't know if, if some of you said you haven't seen the show Godspell. I've seen uh, high schools do this show several times, different high school groups that I've gone to see Afton, and the, she's brought me to see some of her friends do this. And it's awesome to see high school and theater kids in different communities who might not go to church, right? But here they are learning songs. They're learning the scriptures in Matthew, and they're learning the parables of Jesus because of this musical. I find that really awesome. It says, make a joyful noise, all the earth. All people give thanks and praise. Um, I, I brought that issue of people being offended by the way Jesus looked and the way the disciples looked for a reason. Because that stuff still goes on in churches today where sometimes people don't feel welcome because the way they look, the way they dress, maybe their income level. So I bring that up because I, I remember this has been going on forever with church-type people, right? This has been going on forever in religious communities. I think to John the Baptist the guy would not have looked normal, right? We remember those scriptures where they describe the things John the Baptist wore, and it wasn't anything but normal. And, and then I'm also reminded of people being offended by the way people dressed in this, in this play or in this musical, but John the Baptist was loved. He was included by Jesus. He was invited in. Mary Magdalene was invited to give God praise. She had been delivered by demons, and I'm, I'm just guessing that she probably didn't have the finest of clothes when she met Jesus either. There was people um, that were lepers in the past. They are now invited. These outcasts of society are invited to join in and give praise to God, right? The poorest of the poor were hanging out with Jesus and giving praise to God. And I bet it drove the religious people crazy at the time. The outcasts of society. But then also the tax collectors. Jesus invited them in to hang out. And they probably had the finest of clothes, right? And Jesus even talked and spent time with people that were Pharisees and invited them in to give praise to God. All the earth rejoice. So when we think make a joyful noise, um, it's something that we can all do. But let us never discriminate against someone else making a joyful noise. Never discriminate against someone else being welcome into this place to worship. Are we a place that everybody can feel welcome, no matter who they are, where they come from? Because this psalm grips my heart when it says a summons to all land, to all people, make a joyful noise. So before I ever worked at church, I was a 911 dispatcher for about 10 to 12 years, and uh, I worked night shift, right? And my home church had a, had a later service. So when I would get off at 7 in the morning, if it was my weekend to work, if I worked uh, on a Saturday night, I might get off on Sunday morning at 7 a.m., right? And I wasn't going to wait till my church had their service at 11. That was way too late. I'd have to go to bed. So at a local Methodist church in Florida, and I would go. And I would go after working 12 hours of complete exhaustion in a 911 center, so I looked a little crazy, okay? And I did not go home and change. I just went very casual in my sweatshirt and jeans, and I looked scruffy and a mess. And you know what? That place loved and welcomed me to worship God. And I never forget that. I never forget that. To always let church be a place where anybody, no matter where they came from, no matter what they've been doing, they're welcome to worship God with us. So let's make sure we are a place for all people to make a joyful noise. The slogan of the Methodist Church says this, open hearts, open minds, open doors. It's for all people to make a joyful noise. 
I, I brought up that, con- that controversy of Jesus, the way he looked in Godspell, because, um, like I said, I grew up thinking Jesus was stern and mean and angry with people all the time, and I, and I got that from my, my Christian school that I went to. Um, and, and I bet seeing Godspell for the first time may have changed some people's minds a little bit. For me, one of the things that changed my mind to see Jesus a little bit differently was when I was about 15, 16 years old, I saw a painting of Jesus laughing. Has anybody ever seen that picture? It's so much different than some of the artwork I had seen of Jesus over the years, looking stern or looking tortured. There's a picture of Jesus' face, and he is just laughing. And I loved it because I'm reminded that Jesus would make a joyful noise. Jesus would give thanks, right? I'm reminded when I read through the Psalms that David knew how to praise and give thanks. David had been through many difficulties in life, many turmoil. He had had blessings, but also many turmoils and struggles. He knew how to give thanks, right? Um, There's been three summers that I've been blessed and able to help with the uh, Haitian Orphan Choir, right? They come to the area of this area of Alabama, and they'll sing at churches to raise money back home for their orphanage. But so when I was at Southside Methodist, I would be in charge of driving these kids around for a week and spending time with these orphan children. These kids, when they were found in Haiti, they were, um, they, they were found after an earthquake. And many of them were in an orphanage, like 20 kids sharing three toothbrushes is all they had staying in this orphanage. These kids now come to our area uh, about once a year and they sing praise to God, right? They sing praise to God and raise money for their orphanage back home. But when they sing praise, it's something that, my goodness, you sometimes just don't see in our churches, right? They sing praise, and you can tell they feel it. They mean it from within their souls. And I think, surely, if these orphans from Haiti who lost everything in earthquakes can give praise to God, surely I can give praise to God this morning. Verse 2 says, Worship the Lord with gladness. Come into his presence with singing. I ask myself, have I checked my attitude before I come to a place of worship, right? Am I coming with gladness? I've had, I've had people, especially teenagers over the years, ask me when they come to traditional worship. Benny, I've really had kids ask me this question. They say, so what are we supposed to do when that organ plays at the very beginning for like three or four minutes? What are we, we're not singing. What are we supposed to be doing? So well, you can pray. You can think about it. You can think about all the things you are thankful for. You're preparing your heart for worship, right? You're coming into that place with gladness. We're preparing our hearts for worship. When, when we sing uh, the songs in worship, we can sing them without gladness. We can just go through the motions, right? We can read liturgy, we can quote the Apostles' Creed, we can do that without gladness, can't we? Or we can do it with joy in our hearts. What is our attitude like when we come into a place of worship? Because I can be present here, and I've been present many a times at church, without really being present, right? We can all do that. But are we doing it with gratitude, with thankfulness? Our youth group, we talked about this. We We talked about what it is it to do something with gladness, without bitterness or a bad attitude. The youth talked about when we serve God, when we're serving in the community, right? Because they're going to serve at the community Thanksgiving on Wednesday. They could serve with a grumpy attitude, right? Or they can serve and worship God with gladness, with gladness. It's a reminder for all of us. It also said to sing with gladness in the scripture. And I think, who, me, sing? Pastor Sam, you don't want to hear me with the microphone on. So I always make sure my mic is off, but when we sing, may we do it with gladness. May we do it with gladness. We all worship a little differently, don't we? I asked this question about worship in the youth room, and one of the kids said, I love to be by myself and just play my guitar to worship God. How cool is that, right? So we all sometimes express ourselves a little differently. Grace Ann Page today did a beautiful dance in worship to God. I can remember when I lived in Florida, I used to go to my friend's church sometimes. And this church was not a Methodist church. It was non-denominational, more charismatic. And there was a certain guitar chord that would hit, and I would automatically start to panic, because this is my least favorite worship song of all time. Uh, You can look it up later today. Um, The song is called The David Dance. And the song would start, when the spirit of the Lord moves in my heart, I will dance my David dance. And when I would hear that song, I immediately knew, make eye contact with no one in the church. 
because what they did is they would start dancing in the aisles and grab people that were sitting uh, and, and grab them to dance too. Sounds scary, doesn't it? So um, I would start to panic because if you made eye contact, they were going to grab you and make you dance in the aisle, right? So I know you're all thankful we don't do that here. <laughs> uh, but as I thought about that and I thought about different types of worship, I thought what joy these people had in their lives where they would freely dance in the aisles. It was awkward for us who would get dragged in because it was terrifying and I never want to be a part of that again, I promise. But I think back on that and I think, can we have that same joy in our hearts, right? Can we, if we're not going to dance like Grace Ann Page, can we have that kind of joy within our hearts, our, that kind of gladness in our hearts to praise God? Maybe I'm not dancing, but maybe I can show the joy of the Lord to others with my smile, with my words, with my actions, the way I serve. Maybe with the way we sing our hymns in this service, we can do it with gusto to God, with all we have, with joy, with thanksgiving in our hearts. Do we have joy, a dance in our spirit? Verse 3 says this, know that the Lord is God. He made us and we are his. That's awesome. That's something to celebrate. Remember, we are wonderfully and fearfully made. I always remind myself of that psalm. Let's celebrate that. And then it goes on to say, we are the sheep of his pasture. The word sheep is oftentimes used really negative these days because people will say, oh, you're just a sheep. You're just following the crowd or you're just, you know, you just hear it in a negative way. But in scripture, we're reminded that being a sheep is a good thing. We're sheep following the great shepherd, Jesus. And where will Jesus lead us? When we have a heart of gratitude, a heart of worship, a heart of thankfulness, we're going to follow Jesus where he leads us, right? Who knows where that'll lead you? Following the shepherd might lead you down there to that kid's room to help with children's church, right? It might lead you to help with a community Thanksgiving. It might lead you to stuff a Thanksgiving bag for the Salvation Army. You might find yourself showing up here on a Friday to help with Ladle of Love. You might find yourself at the back 40 on a Thursday wanting to meet people that said, I don't quite think I fit in in church. I've had some bad experiences, but, but I want to get to know God better. You might find yourself getting to know some of those people too. Who knows where Jesus will lead you when you're following the shepherd? Mother Teresa was asked, how did you receive your call to the poor? Mother Teresa said, I, didn't I did not receive a call to the poor. I followed him to the poor. She just followed where Jesus led, and there she is working with the poor. When we worship Jesus with a thankful heart, we are sheep following the shepherd, and there's no telling where you will end up. You don't know what, what places you will be at, what causes you will fight for, what things you will give to. Jesus will do amazing things when you follow the shepherd. Verse 4 says this, enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Um, when, when I saw this junior version, uh, a high school version of Godspell, they actually had the setting as a high school cafeteria. And John the Baptist was starting the story as a janitor, right? It's the, just the way they, they, they told it. And, and, and then, you know, in the movie, it's in New York. And, but, but I'm saying, does setting matter? I think, I think setting does matter, and sometimes it doesn't, Right? So in this passage of scripture, I imagine the psalmist, when he says, enter his gates with thanksgiving, his courts with praise, he's talking about the temple, or you could say the synagogue, the church. Enter it with thanksgiving, prepare your hearts before you go in, check your attitude, make sure you're coming in with an attitude of thanks and not grumpiness. But I also am reminded that we can enter his gates and his courts any place, not just the sanctuary, right? We, we can enter God's presence at Nakalula Falls. We can enter God's presence in our bedroom. We can enter his, his, his gates. We can enter his courts. We're sitting at the beach and just say, God, I'm so thankful. I'm so thankful. So sometimes the setting is here where we check our hearts. We check our attitudes. We come in to God's presence with a thankful heart. But remember, we can do it throughout the week as well. So I want to close with this. May we celebrate, may we be thankful, show our gratitude by following the shepherd. May we find ways to invite others to join in in offering God praise. May we live on the writings on the entrance of a lot of Methodist churches that say open hearts, open minds, open doors. And just like the show Godspell, may we be like the way that Jesus is portrayed here with a joyful, fun spirit, 
ready to sing and dance and praise God. Let's pray. Loving God, as we approach Thanksgiving, I pray that throughout this week that we will, we will find reasons that we are thankful for, that we will celebrate them, that we will check our attitude each morning to offer you thanks. I pray that you will show us uh, where you want us to go, that we will follow you, we will follow the shepherd to great places. And God, I'm, I'm thankful and, and I'm reminded that, that not only do you call us and, and when we follow shepherd, not only do we serve, but sometimes you lead us beside still waters. You restore our souls. You give us rest when it's needed. God, help us to follow you, to truly follow you when where you're leading. I pray that you will help us to invite others to worship you, that we will be welcoming of all people to worship you. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. So as we leave this place, may we give thanks throughout today and throughout the Thanksgiving week. May we give thanks and praise to God. Go in peace.